we sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why the good evening and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design, in addition to the District Edina, your destination for some of the finest home building and remodeling showrooms in Minnesota. Trademark opening, I'm going to say fall 2020, maybe later. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight is an ASID guest, Miss Carly Lubeck. Yes, you got it. Thank you very much. I I learned. Thank you. I'll mispronounce it later. Yep. Carly is with Studio M in Plymouth, Minnesota. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I should mention Lubeck, spelled L-O-O-B-E-E-K, is actively, it's Dutch. Dutch. It's Married into it. It's hard. How can two E's become eh? (laughs) You know what the funny thing is, is that my... Father-in-law's dad wants to change it. Really? Yeah, he said it's got to be a uh, low bake now. But mm. it, we've been, we can't go back. No, it's hard. It's and, hard. But it's tempting. My fa- my family name actually is a beautiful Italian name. It's Rossigliano. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. I know, and my mm-hmm. father shortened it to Rich back in the '60s. Is that kind of sad? It's tragic. Yeah. Especially when you realize his name is now Richard Rich. <laughs> so. <laughs> Dad, your, your crimes are great, and it is just that you suffer. Yeah. <laughs> I've, talked, I've talked about yeah. changing it back, too, but, uh, but my you wife— You can't go back. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. Try spelling that out every time. Every time you want to send someone your email, yeah. everything. It's no. Tough. Rich is easy. Yeah. No, you're—Carly you're, 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 Lubeck, you are wise. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. We've got a silent G in Rossigliano. Go figure that. Oh, yeah. Would never have guessed it. I know. Wait, there's a G in that name? There is R-I-C-I-G-L-I-A-N-O. I still get it wrong, even though you just spelled yes. it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's the name of it's the name of a, of a, of a, uh, of the real estate holding company. Nobody can ever actually say it, and it kind of makes me chuckle, but it would probably irritate the crap out of me. Yeah. Otherwise. Anyway. <laughs> oh, this show's going to go great. Okay, good. Good. Um, Carly and I, in a little bit, are going to be discussing some design trends in the industry in general mm-hmm. and Studio M, which yeah. is... The interior design arm of Mingle, but you were telling me that is not necessarily it's the not case. That's true. Yes. I think March 1, we rebranded. So Ma- now we're just Studio M Interiors. Okay. So it's completely Which, gone. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion about what, what is Mingle. Like people would drive by and they'd be like, is that a dating place? Like, well, like no one knew <laughs> like what Mingle was. So we're trying to, A, like unify because we were always these sister companies under mm-hmm. the same roof sharing the same showroom. Um, but now we're Studio M, so we have a kitchen and bath team, and their real specialty is, like, cabinetry layout and, like, those spaces, right? Okay. So they're really, like, experts at that. Okay. And then Studio M Interiors is full-service interior design. So furnishings, material selections, drapery, window tree, like, all now kind of like it, the max. Now, when it was Mingle, yeah. was it the same basic function you've just rebranded, yep. or did you have a same larger function. scope of... No, so we, it was you, always like an interiors team and a kitchen and bath team, but it was like Mingle's kitchen and bath team. The showroom was called Mingle. Okay, so, so some, Mingle is dead. Mingle's dead. It's so, kind of sad, but yeah, because it's it dead. was two dating relations. Swipe left for sofas, <laughs> swipe right for ottomans. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work. <laughs> All right. It just didn't work, and people weren't recognizing it for what it is. And then Studio M, people were like, "What's Studio M?" So now we're just we're unifying. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes it that right off the bat. We've yeah. learned something key, and that is relevant information yeah. since that just happened. The signage is up. Wow. Well, it doesn't even say mingle. Yeah. That's too you. bad because honestly, I kind of like the name mingle. I. Yeah. I saw the concept of how you were mingling different different things together, but. Yeah. Uh, it it just does has, sound dainty. Yeah, it does sound dainty, and it. I know. I don't know. It, right. This is going to be the new age. Studio M Interiors. It's well, good. I, congratulations to Thank you. you. I think that's great. We're going to raise a drink in a few seconds to Studio M, and Love we it. will just jettison mingle all together. Yeah. That drink that we're going to be making, however, is going to be made by yours truly because our dedicated coctologist, Mr. Dan Newkirk, is not with us this week. He actually uh, had some staffing problems and uh, wasn't able to join us. He's also not going to be with us next week because he's going to be down Gosh. in Mexico. So, what are you going to do? I am going to be multitasking, I guess, for a period of time and or finding somebody as a stand-in. We can't just put it off as continuing education for him? or <laughs> <laughs> Right? Grow and develop. Somebody oh, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, I'm going to make uh, the cocktails myself uh, uh, overall. And I have selected as our drink of the evening the Boulevardier. And the reason I chose it is because there are three ingredients. I knew how to make it. I had all the ingredients sitting on the shelf at Habitation. Love it. And I figured I could manage this one. Um, although, in truth, I can't remember whether I was supposed to have brought bitters or not. Mm. So mm. this is going to be a bitter-free Boulevardier. It'll be good. Yeah. Neither of us have had it before, so, yeah, we. I don't yeah. think we'll judge you on that. <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. All right. So, Brett, hit us with some mixing music. Excellent. The Boulevardier is three equal parts of bourbon, uh, Campari, and sweet vermouth. Mm. So we're going to go in, and uh, I'm using a jigger, which is a one and a half ounce. I'm making three cocktails, so that would be one, two, three ounces, which is two jiggers. I'm using bullet bourbon because bullet is my go-to. However, it should be noted that a lot of the young people these days seem to have a problem with bullet, and I'm not exactly sure why. Really? Who's that? I don't know. Something political. I've been told to Google it, Uh, but I haven't because I like bullet. I'm also using a Dolan uh, Sweet Vermouth. Again, uh, one ounce per cocktail. And then finally, Campari. Campari has become extremely popular these days. It is a semi-bitter aperitif out of Italy. Little-known fact, James Bond in the original Bond books would always have a uh, Negroni when he was not at an actual bar because it's basically Campari and gin, and it couldn't be screwed up. (laughs) So one part Campari, one part uh, sweet vermouth, one part bourbon. I'm going to put it into our Yari, which is a uh, mixing device. I'm going to give it about 25 rotations. Carly, do you know that the number of rotations is critically important because in bartending parlance, you are cooking it, i.e. you're diluting it with water. The longer you you rotate, the more water and the colder it gets. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, We've completed our rotations. We're now going to pull it over uh, ice in a uh, low ball glass, except for Brett, who gets a paper paper cup. cup. (laughs) (laughs) Because I broke one of the glasses. We would normally want to garnish this with an orange, but I did not have any oranges. Thus, we have our Boulevardier. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. You're very welcome. Salute. Ready? Drinking noise. Hold on. I screwed that one up. Yeah. You screwed that it up. 
Try it again. We it? need a longer drinking noise. Yeah, yeah. Got to give me some notice here. All right, here we go. All right. Ready again? Let's let's pretend that never happened. All right, Erase ready? From your mind. Yes. Taste. Mm-hmm. All right. Carly, what do you think? It's good. You're a bourbon girl. Yeah. You had not had a, a, a Boulevardier in the past? No. You're digging it? Yeah. It's a good summer bourbon twist, right? I'm trying to like, figure out what that taste is. It's the uh, Campari. It's Campari? The, the bitterness of the Campari. Okay, yeah, that's what it is for sure. Then. All right. We okay. got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to be talking with, uh, with Carly Lubick from Lubeck. Studio Lubeck. M. Lubeck. Damn it. They're ready. God. One. Scratch one. <laughs> Stick with Chicago, us. Chicago, Chicago, that in town. Was on the Isle of Capri that I found her Beneath the shade of an old walnut tree oh, I can still see the flowers blooming around her Where we met on the Isle of Capri She was as sweet as a rose at the dawn Welcome back to Drink in the Style God, I hate interrupting Frank Sinatra But we gotta pay him, right, Fred? If I play more than, like, 30 seconds? That's right, yes. Or uh, we'll get some record label mad at us or the ghost of Frank Sinatra or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. He, he, Bad stuff will happen. <laughs> Frank Sinatra was not a man you wanted to piss off, actually. He was a fabulous artist, but yeah. but highly flawed person. Yeah, we all are. Yeah, no, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Did you ever read, uh, there was a, a book that was written by his valet called Mr. S. No, and but I should. I was born in the wrong era. I think I was meant to be in like the twenties. I amen to that. Yeah, hundred percent. At yeah. least the sixties at the closing era of cocktail parties and things like that. I just finished Downton Abbey, and I'm like, I was made to be in the twenties. I know. I'm in the wrong era for sure. It's so uncomfortable. It's like people talk about, you know, you have to find your tribe. My tribe's extinct. <laughs> They've <laughs> they were. Cr- I love it. Right? Yeah. The, I the, used to swing dance. Like I'm just in the wrong era. Did wrong, you go? Did people. you go down to the caves? Mm-mm. Do you know about the, 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 is it the Wabasha Caves in St. Paul? No, I did not. They do. Uh, so it is the Wabasha, I'm almost certain it's called the Wabasha Caves, and it is outside of St. Paul, and it is uh, literally this club and bar built into these caves that used to be 1920s bootlegger uh, hideouts. I have to go. And there's this whole collection of, like, uh, younger people who have like a swing dance group and it's like multiple groups of them and they they dance and there's still bullet holes that you can see in the walls. You I have, have to go. Where is this go. again? Wabasha the, Caves. The Wabasha Caves. Wabasha Caves, okay. Outside of uh, I bet you St. people Paul. are really good there though. Like it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's It, it, it certainly has. It certainly like has. done a swing dance. Uh, well, you know, you should go. I mean, I it's so go. cool. Love the it. other aspect of swing dancing is, well, see, I told you the show goes <laughs> off. It's true. Is how much exercise it is. And so much. It's insane. You are exhausted by the it's end. It's high energy. I really the, high energy. I think the concept was to exhaust the young people so that they wouldn't have sex afterwards because they were too damn tired. Doubt it. Doubt it worked. <laughs> doubt, doubt, doubt it. Doubt it worked. <laughs> Experience, yeah, you're right. You get that heart rate up, and like, uh, you adrenaline. Got... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, excellent. We're okay, talking about sorry. interior design. <laughs> so much. All right, ready, ready. No, seriously though, try cool. it out. Do check it out. It's, I will. It's so cool. Again, Wabash I haven't been there in I would say literally, I don't know, ten years. 
So do you swing dance? No. Oh, okay. No. You just went for the fun. I just drink. Okay. Yeah. I'm really good at it. <laughs> if there's ever an Olympic Clearly. drinking team. You're on it. I'm going to be the coach. Love it. That's an old Frank Snatcher Dean Martin line. Um, all right. You're listening to Drink in the okay. Style. We're talking to uh, Carly Lubeck. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. From Studio M, I'm your host, Gregory Rich. Uh, you've learned a little bit about swing dancing, but we're going to talk instead for a moment or two about Studio M, which yeah. is now completely and totally devoid from Mingle. Mingle is dead. We shall never speak that word again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Studio M. Cool. I was going to ask about the relationship between the two, but that's gone and that's history. So instead, let's talk about Studio M uh, itself. Here's my question. So, all right. We didn't give a full overview. Studio M is an awesome showroom in Plymouth. Beautiful. How many square feet? I think it's 25,000. It's big. Yeah. Is it 25,000? I think so. It's really big. Yep. Huge space. It's filled with a great kitchen and bath And uh, furniture space. vignettes. So it's like kitchen, bath, furniture. Mm-hmm. And some great art you've Beautiful, got there like, as art, well. Art, accessories, the whole, like every, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's think of it as a, sh- a super showroom for kitchen, bath, and furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't even say anything about habitation furniture <laughs> because we're here to talk about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of, of clients that you yeah. have that you have coming through, yeah. they go through Mingle. There's a certain look that Mingle does have. Do you think so? I do. You disagree? I want to hear what you think our look is. Kind of. I would describe, and again, I haven't been there in about a year. Okay. But I would probably describe it as something of an edgier transitional type oh, of I look. Oh, I like that. Do you like it? Yeah, I kind of like that. Trademark Gregory Rich, 2020. <laughs> Every time you use it, you have to pay me a nickel. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you would you would you say that's an accurate description? Um, yes and no, because I feel like if you were to go look at Studio M Interiors, Studio M Kitchen and Baths website, mm-hmm. it's a lot of different. Like I think okay. we get a lot of different clients. Okay. With the way our showroom set up, we get a lot of just. All different age groups, all different styles. You just kind of have to be able to adapt. Agreed. So I don't really feel like we're one style. Mm-hmm. I would do say Studio M leans transitional. Mm-hmm. I would I would agree with that. But like you said, maybe edgier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's the look. Yeah. But so so my question to you, and and this is as as corporate espionage. Yeah. Uh, overall, because we have the same situation. Yeah. We have, uh, quite honestly, a fairly similar look. We're probably a little more modern than you guys are. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a little more industrial and 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 raw than. Okay. Instagram. But how do you help clients understand the versatility of the design of your staff? Is there mm. a way that you you really convey that information, or is it just through the website that you're talking about? I think it's a lot of conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. I think when we have a client walk through the door and they're talking about what they want, there's so much intimidation. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys experience that. But when people come through our door, they're like, I don't have that big of a project. I just have a full remodel, which is a big project, right? Uh, And to them, that's a big project. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just talking about what – it's a lot of listening to what they want. And then it's a lot of figuring out how – like, they came to us. Probably somewhat for our style, right? Mm-hmm. But also, you have to adapt. You I'd, and at least in our experience, like we haven't been able to be like, this is our style. Come to us for this. I think there's designers in the Twin Cities that have that, right? Like they have a clear look, they have a style, and people go to them for that. 
I don't think we're that. There is. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's like the, uh, I don't want to call it a one-trick pony, but, you know, it's our signature look. Like, yeah. if you go to Martha O'Hara, yep. Martha O'Hara is a great design firm. They do beautiful, yeah, beautiful. beautiful work, yeah. without doubt. But they are going, you're going to have a traditional outcome or maybe a beachy outcome if they yeah. want to run through that. And there's not much more that I've ever seen them necessarily produce. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, they have a look for sure. Mm-hmm. They do. Whereas Mingle, I'm sorry. Studio, <sighs> you're. It's fine. It's gonna happen for like a year at least. I know, right? One, yeah, it's gonna happen. To it, We're I used guess. to it. Yeah. So Studio M is a full service design firm, and yep. your objective is to find out what it is that the client wants you yeah, to produce. Absolutely. And then you can solve that. Are you yeah. breaking it up? Do you have designers who are specializing mm-hmm. in? So Not really. We're kind of like. The great thing about our studio, and this is like what I'm proud of, and I'm not even an owner, right, mm-hmm. is that there's three owners that are also designers, and then there's six or eight, of, don't quote me, of us that are also interior designers and staff. And I think we all have equal confidence in each other. Okay. So, like, we all like we all can adapt. So I don't think there's anyone that I'm like, oh, you want contemporary? You have to go to X. Like, we are. All, I feel really good that, like, we all can Adapt. So when we come back, I'm going to ask you then how you determine which designer gets which project, if you all have that versatility. Folks, stick with us. We're drinking Boulevardiers, which, by the way, kick ass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Woohoo. So make yourselves one and join us back here in just a couple of minutes. And clung Fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come on and fly with me Let's fly, let's fly away Welcome back to Drinking the Style Saturdays at 7 and Sundays at 5 p.m. On AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's available anytime as a stream or podcast. And if you are listening to this as a podcast, and every podcaster says this, but honestly, you can't express how important it is. You, as an individual podcast listener, can make a difference. Giving us a five-star rating is hugely important. And, you know, it distributes the show. It adds credibility. So seriously, right now, I'll wait. Go and mark us five stars uh, now. Thank you. All right. Uh, Let's start with tonight's musical notes because this is key. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the tracks from this week because they are off one of Sinatra's greatest albums of all time, Come Fly With Me, released in 1957. It's a totally appropriate, uh, though coincidental, choice given uh, the upcoming spring break and the defiance of the coronavirus, which will most likely kill us all. Uh, In 1958, uh, this album was nominated for the first ever Grammy Awards Album of the Year. It lost to Henry Mancini's The Music from Peter Gunn, which, while a really cool album, especially if you like kind of 60s techno instrumentals, certainly isn't comparable to this masterpiece. However, on the Gregory Rich album acquisition scale... (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm mistaken of the acronym you used last week. Yes. Grass. <laughs> I'm giving this recording the same as last week, by the way, which is an absolutely must-have rating. This is one of Sinatra's best albums of all time. If you're going to have, like, five albums, this has to be in it. Come Fly With Me covers everything from Come Fly With Me to the Isle of Capri to... Chicago, and a whole bunch of other ones that you associate with him. Carly, do you have any actual Sinatra albums? I don't have any albums. I'm not kidding. Like, I don't, like, oh God, so have young. albums. Like, I know, I don't, you're right. You know what I mean? Sorry, like, I embarrassing. Do you have any Spotify bookmarks? Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Are they but Sinatra? For real. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have Sinatra on it. Good for like you. Like I said, different era. Different, born in the wrong time. 100%. What yeah. are your favorite? Do you have a, a favorite Sinatra album? Not really. All right. I'm not going to lie. Listen. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a listener of music, but I don't retain. No. That's just me. I, 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 I hear you 100%, and I'm kind of the same, except I come out of the era when you actually used to have yeah, albums. Yeah, it's so different. I mean, I mean, yeah. All right, I'm so I'm, later yeah. you are. You yeah. are. You yeah. are so young. <laughs> um, when you go home, pull up Spotify and put this on your Take favorites. With, oh, this is, come some of these me. are on my favorites. Sinatra album. Well, yeah, you yeah, put yeah. It, though, but, but I don't know if it's like So Sinatra Sinatra was like the pioneer of the theme album. Everybody else would just be a collection of, of songs. Sure, but it's like a theme. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Come Fly With Me are all travel and destination songs. Yeah. So it's worth looking into. For sure. Ooh. Yeah, will do. Was that a shrug or a, a shiver of God, he's smart? So smart. <laughs> Sucking up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to a commercial break. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, no. Guys, it's a great album. And if you can find it on vinyl, by the way, seriously, you have to buy that. It's worth a lot of money, I think. Um, but uh, otherwise, it's awesome. All right. We were talking before the break about yeah. different styles and different designers at sure. Mingle. So how do you guys, as a showroom, determine which designers get which projects? So I think it happens like kind of organically and in kind of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, because we do have a showroom, we always have a designer, what we call it, designer on duty. So mm-hmm. we always has a, have a designer that's able to help you while you're there. So there's someone that would get the call or someone's like, hey, I'm looking to hear about your services. And then naturally that person would end up with you. Mm-hmm. If you're calling in or going through our website or going through um, – house or any of those inquiries Mm -hmm. um then they go to our studio manager who kind of evenly disperses them or kind of does do that that vetting kind of hearing about but like i said we i don't think any of us has like a style and sometimes people will be like hey i i've my friend worked with carly and we want to work with her and then obviously it goes to us of course but like it's it's pretty organic to be honest with you all right and then the three owners that have kind of started Studio M and have been there the longest, they get a lot of referrals. And What are their names? Melissa, Kristen, and Annie. Okay. Have okay. you heard of them? Maybe? I have. I'm yes. sure, yeah. So they a lot of times will have more work than they can even take on. Mm-hmm. And I think they have complete confidence in every one of us, and we oftentimes will partner with them or get work from them as well. So. But, if you're a, but if you're a Studio M designer, you're mm-hmm. going to have the ability to create – a yeah, space according to look. whatever that yeah. client necessarily works yeah. with. So what are some of the key questions that you ask to determine what direction you're going to go with this client? Like what key questions we ask to figure out what designer mm-hmm. is best for them? No. Once, or, you're, once you as oh, a designer sure. are meeting with a client, you can produce anything 
because you are yeah, a professional. Designer, yeah. You are awesome. I think it's a lot of listening. And so I, I asked them, like, what they want, like, how they want it to function. And, like, do they have inspiration? Do they have a house? Do they have a Pinterest board? And sometimes they don't, right? Mm -hmm. So then it's, like, our job to look at what they have had mm -hmm. and hear, hear their needs and hear their function and just update it and figure out the best way to, to bring them to because part of the being a good yeah. designer is not just being reactive. Right. You're not simply going to say, you know, this person likes Chesterfield sofas, therefore right. you must have a Chesterfield sofa. Oh, you're no. going to yeah, take that as a clue to what they like, and then yeah. you're going to help them develop their A lot of times look. you know. Like sometimes when I go in a house and I see what they have had and I hear, hear like, oh, I just want it to feel more fresh or I want it to feel more bright, you know, but you can see that they have really traditional lines. Mm -hmm. So then you kind of know the look thereafter. True. You know what I mean? Like, you know that maybe they want some, like, furniture that has more detail, less clean lines, more detail, more comfortable sit, you know. So they you're want... using your professional, your skills, your yeah. understanding, what, what a client understands instinctively. I yeah. like this sofa. You're yeah. going to deconstruct what Why makes that like sofa it. that yeah. sofa, and then you're going to extrapolate from that. Yeah, totally. Because sometimes you go in their house and you're like, this is my favorite thing in the house, right? Mm -hmm. And it's maybe like a piece of art or it's something and then you, you just if that's their favorite thing then you you kind of just get a feel like oh they're this style or Which you know makes sense but you want to yeah. push but you do want to push something because if you simply right. are just totally reactive then oh for sure you're not i mean to have a client be truly happy you, you have you to push them 100 percent. so yeah. how do you determine what a client's level of acceptable risk is in a design it's mm, so a lot of like hearing them, feeling them out. Um, I would say Minnesota and maybe just the Midwest in general is mm -hmm. the most challenging <laughs> because by nature we're, we all want to be practical and we all want to be, you know, we want this money that I'm spending to last me 15 years. You know, like everyone has, I feel like there's a lot of people here in my experience that are just like, they so want this to be timeless, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's our job to show them what's fresh and what's exciting, but also not going to outdate itself in two years. Because there's there timeless is a great term, and yeah. there are certain things that are timeless, but nothing is eternal. Nothing Nothing's is purely. Eternal. Yep. So in order to be a good designer, you have to be able to say, this is what you've loved in the past mm -hmm. and we've carried through, mm -hmm. but I'm going to provide you with something that's going to carry you through the next 15 years right. while carrying it back, right? Absolutely. That's always my goal. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm i from the Midwest, too. Like, I have very practical roots, so, like, I'm always about, like, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a, you're, you're a brown booze drinker. You're from Wisconsin, <laughs> so, yes. Well, I'm always just, like, where, how can I best spend your money so you get, like, this wow, this factor, but also, like, you're not going to hate it. Years. Like, I want that. I want to be able to come back and visit you when you're ready to remodel and you'd be like, oh, I've loved this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't ever want you to be like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done this. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. with, 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 without a doubt. Mm -hmm. so, and that's what being a professional designer is. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I've said many times in the show, mm -hmm. experience gives you the, the ability to see the future mm -hmm. because you know what's happened when you've done something. And then you've seen the outcome, mm -hmm. and thus you can apply those same rules yep. going forward. Yep. And it's very true in design. Yeah. You know, I mean, we think about, uh, like, let's talk about, like, black lacquer. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you ever, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to make a uh, designer cringe, mention <laughs> black lacquer, and they will immediately do that. But that was at a time, so if you think about it, in the 20s, your era, from which your <laughs> extinct tribe 
took, my tribe. took its, yeah, its, my its, tribe. its leads, um, was the rage. It was a usable, yeah. functional, delightful thing. In yeah. the 80s, we took black lacquer, we put it together with aqua blue and, you know, and all this other stuff, and we completely, like, morphed it into something enormously mm-hmm. unimportant or uh, ugly, yeah. simply. Mm-hmm. And then it slid into, like, this terrible knockoff black lacquer, which was like a shiny plastic, right? Yeah. So in terms of talking about a timeless look, mm-hmm. you have to understand that almost any look can... Change and date and morph into something else, yeah. And you have to be able to guide your client into understanding how that process happened and how you can avoid those pitfalls. Right. And sometimes I do think it's like telling your clients, like, like when they're worried about making a risk, like, I'm like, do you love it? Do you love it right now? Because I think sometimes when you love it, like, you're going to, you're not just all of a sudden going to hate it one day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just have this feeling that, like, you know when you're taking a good risk. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it, it also has to be uncomfortable. By definition, yeah. you need to push the envelope a little yeah. bit. Let me ask you, the majority yeah. of your clients, what demographic mm-hmm. do they fall into? Are you finding that I have people... A really, I would say I have two common demographics. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that I would say are, they've, they've already had their starter house. They're just ha- they have some, like, younger kids, and they've moved into, like, their upgraded house that they want to be their forever home. Mm-hmm. And then I have a lot of clients that have, they've, they've raised their kids, and now they want the house they've always wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I have, I feel like those are my two different demographics. So I either have people that are, like, in their mid-30s to early 40s, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have people that are, like, 60s. So, like, that's very common, those two kind of demographics. Those are the primary. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. no, that makes sense. It's yep. us as well for the for the yeah. most part. Yeah. And it is. I mean, but then, of course, you've got the mid-30s, early 40s folks who are yeah. worried about damage to their furniture. But once their kids get out of, like, toddler yeah. and, you know, yeah. 10 and on, you can have nice things. Absolutely. And you can run through. And good furniture, yeah. too, will last. Like, there's a lot of myths, I think. There's a lot of myths. People are like, oh, I can't have white or I can't you know what I mean I can't have that light of a color but you really can if you're doing the right fiber content and the right material and I mean Very if you're true. working with a designer they will help you get to function and that's the whole yeah. thing too yeah. I mean you go into a Schneiderman's or a Hom mm-hmm. that's one of the the, the world people hum. used to yeah it's Hom it's H-O-M people no <laughs> amount of marketing will ever get me to mispronounce that word H-O-M says Hom <laughs> um, and one of the lines I always used to use at Habitation was, you know, because it was a really cool retail yeah. store mm-hmm. in that space, was the world does not need another Schneiderman's. Um, so we want unique, functional yeah. things. Mm-hmm. But by working with a designer, you have someone who has expertise in fabrics. Yeah. In, you know, like, you know, you're not going to let somebody buy a viscose rug no. and put it in their front hall. Absolutely not. It's critically important. Right. All right. Awesome. We're going to take uh, another quick break. Oh, we're going out with The Road to Mandalay. Totally awesome track, by the way. Post me somewhere east of Suez where the best is like the worst, where there ain't no Ten Commandments and a man can raise a thirst. That'd be it these days. Stick with us. Come you back, you British. Let's take a boat to Bermuda Let's take a plane to St. Paul Let's grab a kayak to Quincy or Nile Let's get away from it all Let's take a trip in a trailer 
No need to come back at all Let's take a powder to Boston for chowder Let's get away from it all Welcome we'll to Drink in the Style oh, We've been speaking with Carly Lubick from Studio M We've been listening to Frank Sinatra's So good isn't it? So good. Honestly, there's not a bad track on this mm -mm. album, and it is so... It makes me want to take a vacation. I know, right? 100%. Mm -hmm. We're going on vacation for spring break, and there's a big part of me, of course, that's hoping that we get stranded, like they close oh, the yeah, borders. Oh, yeah, they're like, oh, can't go home. Everybody is me saying too. that. It's true. <laughs> We've been speaking with Carly Lubeck <laughs> from Studio M. Carly, yep. how do people learn more about you guys? What's the best route? I think Best route is our Instagram. I think that's where you get the most up-to-date information. You get to see, like, events. You get to see. Right now, we have a home on the Parade of Homes. Okay. Um, so that's Who's a, the builder? Uh, oh, never don't mind. Don't get me in trouble. I didn't ask you that It wasn't question. my house. But we do. I mean, if you go on our Instagram, you will see who the builder is. Okay. Um, but for the most part, that's how you get the most up-to-date. And if you go to our homes, like, there's always a designer there. Mm -hmm. um, so you get to have some face-to-face -face with us. And so the Instagram is Studio M? Studio underscore M underscore Interiors. It's like the actual handle. But, yeah, Studio awesome. M Interiors, yep. And Studio M itself is located in Plymouth, just off of 55. Hi yep, Highway 55, 494. Okay. Um, so, again, just come in. Get inspired. We're, I, we're, I think we take a lot of pride in our showroom and how it looks. And it's a beautiful space. And it is worth going in, and you have good people working yeah. for you. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, again, Habitation and Studio M are something of competitors, but <laughs> you guys do great work. Yeah, and thank you. you do. I encourage it. All right, Habitation Audio Log. We're going to do the audio log. Mm. This is Carly, where I do a, an exploration of small business through the prism of Habitation Furnishing and Design. I like it. And now the district. Okay. So it's basically a monologue, which I do in segment four, which is insanely stupid because <laughs> I'm usually relatively loaded by the time we get to this. It's the best show. time to do it. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. Habitation. <laughs> it's going to be a rant against the Welsh. It's happening. It's going <laughs> to happen. Let me tell you about Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even start me with the coiffed hair and the – oh, God. All right. Habitation Audio Log, installment 58. Okay. The District's Flex Space. I discussed last week the launch of the District Edina, a collection of nine or so home furnishing and remodeling-related re showrooms in one very cool building located at 7777 Washington Avenue South. This week, I want to introduce you guys to the Flex Space, part of the development. These days, it's not uncommon that designers, builders, architects, and others in our industry work independently. However, while it can be fun to work independently, it's not always easy to find a place to meet clients. Starbucks is unprofessional and loud, and WeWork-type spaces are, quite honestly, really creepy. Um, <laughs> and while IMS has some really nice space, it's not always easy to get downtown. That's why we've decided to integrate what we call the flex space into the district. What is it? Try a 2,500-square-foot area on the penthouse level of the district building that is open to all, free of charge, where you can meet clients in a professional, comfortable environment. Four separate seating areas ranging from a pub table to swivel chairs means that you can be as comfortable as you'd like. 
a complimentary coffee and <clears throat> liquor bar, more on that in the future, means that you can entertain while meeting and, of course, all of the exceptional showrooms in the building mean that you can maximize your client's time as well as your own. So my intention is to make the district's flex space a must-visit part of the Minneapolis design community's regular schedule. I'm hoping to see all of you guys there. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, it's hard to find a place to... Does, does Studio I mean, M encourage folks to sit down mm-hmm. with their clients? Absolutely. Yeah, we, ha- we have a whole program for designers, too, if they mm-hmm. are out of the Studio M but want to use our space, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So there it is. There are a couple of different options, but the district is going to be... It's, it's new. It's, it's new. It's like, it's cool. It's on like this <laughs> high floor. We've got these beautiful windows overlooking Nine Mile Creek. And I think we're all looking for that, though. Like, if you brought a client there to see lighting or whatever, mm-hmm. you need that workspace to go over it. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just part of 21st century doing business. Yep. You need a spot that, mm-hmm. that you can kind of huddle around. Yeah. And uh, the, the bar flash coffee bar, uh, will be something of a dis- local distillery tasting room. And, you know, we're going to have some great spirits there. And, you know, not going to lie to you people, it is so much more fun to sell when you're sure. all loaded a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the American Society of Interior Designers. Yeah. So um, Studio M is involved in ASID. Yeah, you guys are... Really. Gold sponsors, platinum sponsors, your sponsors. Yeah, I think we're platinum. Okay. Right, right, one under gold, whatever the one under gold is. Yeah, I'm I pretty don't... sure. I'm not sure, but we, yes, we're very involved in ASID. Yep. You are, and yep. you did a good, do a good job. And I'm a big fan of the ASID just because it's important to have a professional organization that people of the same vocation can interact yeah. with one another. But mm-hmm. what, in hmm. your opinion? Do you see the the organization serving as 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 a function for design professionals in the area? Well, there's a lot of things I like about it. One thing I like, and it's going to sound super nerdy, is the requirement for continued education. Yes, I I, I love it. Like yes. I never regret going to an event where I'm learning more about things that'll help me in my my career. Like they'll it'll never not service you. It's so easy not to do something. You right. need to be a part of something that will make you Re- do I mean you absolutely because we're all so busy. Like there's this culture of like glorification of being busy and like make time to do things that'll better mm-hmm. serve you and serve your clients and that's one thing that I really like about it. Because the continuing education programs are great. I mean, it ranges from, you know, a discussion of, of sustainability. Yeah. It could to- be anything like Mm-hmm. New paint color. Like, it can be anything. It can be simple. It can be... It's just about keeping yeah, current yeah. on what is dominant in, in... The industry. Or developing, I should say, in the industry. And I think they give clients, like, a confidence in you, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the having that, you know, that involvement in an organization that is so recognized. I think it gives them, like, that, oh, yeah, you know, Studio One works with ASA. You know, it's just another layer of... Like building your clients' confidence, mm-hmm. um, which is a good point. I mean, it's yeah. it's very true. I mean, you want to. I mean, it's like another inside tip: if you ever want to insult a designer, call them a decorator. Oh, totally. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I think my mom calls me a decorator. It's I, I mean, and it really is. It's like we have so much knowledge. A decorator yeah. is is someone who can decorate. 
Yeah. Someone who has a certain skill set, maybe yeah. to make things pretty, and 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 that's and that's has it's a certain amount of value. Fashion term. Yeah. But a designer is someone who has expertise mm-hmm. on every level yeah. and has credentials and training associated yeah. with that. You cannot. You have to have a design degree to be an ASID member. You have to actually be dedicated to the craft and not just making things pretty. Absolutely, and ASID promotes that. They promote using an interior designer. I think mm-hmm. that's like part of what they do well, right? Agreed. So they promote that. So and 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 again, it's uh, you know, it's like you know, I've got a history degree, and I've talked about that in the past in the show. It's a bit of a guild, and guilds have you know a certain negative connotation and that it's exclusionary and things. But mm-hmm. what a guild does do is ensure professionalism and ensure that you are a part of, like, we've talked about my wife. She's a lawyer. As a lawyer, in order to maintain your your, uh, license, you have to go to continuing education programs. The same is true of design because, quite honestly, if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have current, up-to-date, progressive knowledge, you're going to lead people in the wrong direction. Yeah, Absolutely. So that's one of my, that's definitely one of my favorite things, and it's just a sense of community. Mm-hmm. It gives you a sense of recognition. You know, they have the ASAD awards every mm-hmm. year, and yes, it gives do. a chance for like us to see each other's work. Like mm-hmm. again, like we're all so busy that we end up, you know, kind of going through this tunnel of just doing your own thing. And it's good to like go out, look at what other people are doing, look at their work, and. I don't know, recognize people for great work. We have so many talented designers in the cities. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's yeah. yes, we do. And, and again, if you're just like spinning in your own circle yeah. and just creating what you're creating, you'll never grow and progress. Right. So it's of benefit to designers because yeah. it helps us. Well, I'm not a designer. I'm a business guy. <laughs> you're a designer. It grow in our understanding of what is happening, and it allows the client to understand that you are bringing someone in who is truly not just up to date on current trends, but understands the true the function. function. Yeah, the function. And they design. bring youth in. Like the, the student program's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all need young people in our firms. I mean, I really yes. believe that because, you know, they're learning a new set of skills too and yes. bringing in, you know, new ideas. And I think that's important. Do you guys bring a lot of interns and junior designers into uh, Studio Hub? Oh, not necessarily junior designers, but interns, interns for sure. Yeah. And then they, if, if they're good, like we love to grow with them. Like we mm-hmm. want them to stay with us. Our company's great about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, it's, that's absolutely fantastic. All right. Well, there it is. I mean, that's <laughs> the reason that you want to be a member of the American Society of Interior Designers. Yeah. It's why you would re- frankly want to work with a firm absolutely. that is ASID affiliated, yeah. ASID involved because that <laughs> matters. And Brett, that was just to you, so you can use woo-hoo. a woo-hoo. Yep. <laughs> right. All right, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode. On behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, Studio M, uh, no longer Dan Nurkirk for the moment, uh, and the <laughs> D- District of Dinah, I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And I'm going to quote Abraham Lincoln who, by the way, has probably been spinning in his grave so much that he could generate more electricity yeah, than over dam. Yeah. Quote, he can compress more words into the smallest idea of any man I've ever met. Good night, everybody.